0: How life comes at us fast. One second you're doing a certain thing, the next you are in a certain stage performing a certain activity. You know, you've moved, you, it's like in the blink of an eye, going from an adult to an octogenarian. You know, it's everything just skipped fast forward, and you're wondering. How did I get here? When did the time fly? you know I mean, you, you can start asking yourself um what have I done so what have I achieved in my life? you know what are the areas that I would like to work on? where are the points I would like to change? what is that trajectory I would like to you know move from? is that playing diamond that, that I would like to change you know and all that and start asking self-evaluation questions and you know the more you probe yourself the more you realize that oh there's so much fault within myself and there's so much fault within my person and I wouldn't cut dead my person <laughs> being friends or sitting with my friends, if I was outside my person, then you tend to look around and, and realize that we are all made from the same model. It's just that our design or our molds are different. It's the same operating system we are running on. Nobody's perfect, you know, everybody has that same fuck up that has seemed to be a major underlying for each and many of us you know we tend to because we are very present with ourselves we tend to over we tend to critically examine our lives we tend to critically judge ourselves we tend to put the cut off marks if you will you know or the pass mark if you will at a very high bar we tend to push that bar so high that None of us passes it, if you think about it, you know. And because we're in the age of social media, where everybody fronts their bests, we now align our worst, we now align our downtime with the highlights of someone else's life. And then we look at it and we're like, oh my God, this person has their shit together. Oh my God, this person is in the best of their best. Oh my God, this person... This person's life is also, I wish I could just have a percentage of that life, you know, and we tend to forget that, oh, there are some things in this life, in your own life, that that person will be wishing they had, you know, that person will keep looking at you, I'm like, oh my God, this person, this person's life is so simple. This person's life has very least drama, has the least drama, has um, um so much, so little antagonism to their life. They... We have very little enemies. They just live, exist, you know, be happy, wake up, and grateful they're in health. They have enough money to, you know, to get them through life. And we are where we are. I wish, you know, oh my God, I wish I had this person's money. I wish I had this person's car. I wish I had this person's lifestyle. Then, if for a second you switched, you know, you know, we we know would normally watch those movies where two people will fall apart and for some twisted reason an ancient artifact that is still active, you know as a god would swap their lives you know, just make the boy a guy, make the guy a, boy a girl make the girl a, boy a girl a guy and make the guy a girl or make the, the rich man a poor man and make the poor man a rich man and let them live for like a given period of like a month, two months, three months, for them to really understand and appreciate the life that they had before becoming who they say they wanted to become, you know, and uh, that abrupt change, that abrupt switch makes them realize that oh my god, if I actually switch shoes to this person i don't like where it's pinching i actually want my old life back I actually I, I think i understand my demons better now this person's demons are wild and you know this person's demons are crazy and all that and back then you know the directors and producers back then they had um some sense of um quality or some sense of um culture or will i say um a word for it, it's culture or let's say tradition. You know, would, we were passing the good old message you know, that you know, don't wish for someone else's life except you understand what they have been through. You know, there's, 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 there's a whole lot of there's a whole bunch of sorry messages we're passing there, but as kids, we didn't really care, all we wanted was the instantaneous um, relief, the instantaneous swap, the flick of the finger, the snap of the finger, and you're having um the good life and everything. Forget saying that um for every good there's a bad, for every push there's a pull, you know. For the good life you're seeing someone is portraying, to which social media's social media life now has really, really um enabled, you know. People tend to portray their good sides and they leave out the bad sides, you know. People tend to, tend to portray their wins and tend to um, hide their failures. So at the end of the day, by the time they flood Social media would win so You just believe that. Oh my god, this person does no wrong. If you live a day with the person, you now realize that. Oh my god, this person, this life isn't. It's an entirety of failure. You know, and it gives you a reality check to to see, and understand that. Oh, um, you know, the good old saying, although it sounds cliché, you know, not all all not all glitters is gold. You know. Not every life you think is wonderful, it's as wonderful as this is. If someone tells um they tell you that oh oh to quote a hundred where is someone said um uh money is not about happiness but it's it's more comfortable crying on, on a gushy on gushy than it is crying on 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 plain linen. Well, but if you're crying on gushy sheets and you have cancer, what difference does it make, you know? You know, uh, I'm not saying all rich people have cancer. I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes you look at the person and say, oh, this person has money, but you don't know how many terminal illnesses he's using that money he's using to, to wait off. Nobody that has money have their life perfect. From Bill Gates to Dangote to, to Musk to Bezos. As they are the richest man or the richest men alive, you know, richest women alive there's a tone on the side. It's something that they wish that money could eliminate. It's something that they wish. It could be their anger. It could be their relationship. It could be their family issues. It could be um, having peace of mind. It could be being able to sleep. It could be having a conscience. It could be laughing or smiling genuinely. You know, not having to pay for for a comedian to make them laugh. Just having humor within within life itself, you know. All these are priceless and we take them for and we take them for gratitude because there's an over the sense of um, commonality. People have made people have normalized yeah, there's a normalization going on in our generation. People have normalized the truly um heavy or the truly hefty values and made them look like they are not what uh they are not worth anything point blank you know and uh, so hence what what then happens is when this when those truly rare values get normalized, the frivolous ones the, the ones without values the, the, when the exactly least yeah to put into context so when the grain get normalized, the chaff now looks like it it has value because the chaff is the chaff that would, would re, usually be discarded now now starts getting collected and people now starts displaying that chaff oh my god it's my chaff oh my god is my chaff have you seen my chaff today because nobody's actually seeing the grain sitting at the bottom of the barrel okay so um, hence there's a hence is a high campaign on mental health everybody's asking how are you really you know, nobody can ask you how are you and you answer i'm fine they will ask you how are you i'm fine do not ask you how are you, asking, how are you really though to which the person now starts breaking down like oh God! I don't know. You're not wondering, why did you answer in the first place? Reason being, reason being, true happiness, actual happiness has been normalized. You know, you know, being happy with the trivial things, being happy with the presence of family, being happy with um, existence, being happy with yourself, being happy with your friend, being happy with Partner, being happy with family, being happy reading a book, being happy taking a walk being happy to, you know, listening to music have all been commonized. So people don't tend to see them as um, as virtues is it virtues uh, as virtue to write or people don't tend to see them as things worth cherishing yeah, you know, there's a word for it but yeah, I can't come up with a word that's It's problem it's that. so as people can't cherish those uh, feelings or those instances they become abused so someone is taking a walk i'm like uh you're taking a walk you should put it on instagram everybody should see you taking that walk and because you feel the average person on instagram is not just taking a walk the person is taking a walk with a starbucks and his pet, and his or her and um headphones and perfect sunset and you're trapped waiting for the perfect sunset with headphones and Starbucks, and trying to package your life. You know, trying to make your life seem presentable. So you know they tell you, oh, is uh, you you you'd see one walking down the street. They say, ah, how far? how ah, how you actually doing? You know, in the actual Nigerian context of, hey, how you doing? And the person that you are, I do. You know, you now see the person looking all glamorous, and you and you. Prove for that to you know ask for help or prove for that to not necessarily ask for help but just you know or comment on a particular um, observation that you seem to spot on them and they tell you ah prosta packaging <laughs> and you're like really packaging your smiles are packaged your happiness is packaged, so you're not really happy, so you're not really um you're not really glad, you're not really. Uh, it's sad indeed. People no longer care, you know, it's sad really. Because people no longer care. Because. Like, um, I don't know, growing up, if someone asks you how you're doing, there's usually a reason why a person is asking you how you're doing. Well, the person actually cares about you, the person actually wants to prefer solution to whatever it is you're going to tell them. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, I've been sick for two days. Oh, really? Have you taken this? Have you taken this? Or oh, this is a remedy for you know the person starts listing out things. Well, when nowadays what you have is when someone asks you how you're doing, someone gets into a conversation with you, person is trying to see how that conversation will benefit them. Either you're feeding them drama or you're giving them the latest gist. Oh, You're giving bottom line that people don't really care again anymore, so um, you have um have a big ton of uh fakes you know that exist in real life, and it's pity, it's pitiable because it's just sad, it's just all sad, it's just all sad. Um, well. Till next time. Everyone deserves a little bit of talked, a little wake-up call, a little... little thorn in his flesh. Something to make his emotions be in shambles. You could call it a little wake-up call. You know, for him to realize that um, progress or happiness is not going to be achieved on thoughts and dreams progress and happiness not going to be achieved on Um, wishful thinking you know every man needs something within himself to jolt him back to reality to make him understand that if he does not fight for the life that he wishes for then no one will give it to him you know so this wake up call can come in different forms it Can come with the loss of a loved one either through death or by other means that is Stands, you know, or love gone through marriage, you know, love gone through heartbreak, you know, varies whatever it is, it's going to be his wake-up call, is going to jolt him back from um, slumber or from stasis, if you will. Uh, every man just, every man, Every man deserves that wake-up call because without said, without said jolt, right, without said shake-up, he actually tends to languish in mediocrity, you know, and he isn't intentional about his progress. He isn't intentional about his growth. He is not intentional about his tomorrow. Upon experiencing that um, little prick in his heart, that ringing pain in his chest, that venomous feeling in his throat. That fire burning in his stomach. He tends to have a more deeper understanding of what he wants to do. You know. He tends to if not for anything decide to do. It's an interesting it's an interesting feeling. Once you can experience your wake up more than one time in your lifetime, you can experience it as often as you need to wake up as often as you need as often as you need to break out from the hallucination like, yeah, right? more like illusion yeah, my mind is still scrambled up yeah yes that escape from said illusion you know, from said hallucination is the word I was trying to call. But I merged it with illusion and hallucination. Wow. <laughs> New word a lot. hallucination. <laughs> mm. Yes, because it's an illusionary hallucination. Things are not what they seem and seems to be just out of reach. Right. And as much as they are not what they seem, it's just out of reach. Because you know. <sighs> oftentimes, this hallucination actually puts a man in a dangerous place. Puts him in comfortable place, for a short period of time mostly, because while he's there, he believes, because while he's there, he believes everything is just perfect, he he experiences a certain level of stall, because he's comfortable. So the, so the hallucination is dangerous because when he starts to die he doesn't realize he's dying. You know? um, I think a Japanese word for it or a Japanese term or phrase for it would be genjutsu. You know? When genjutsu is being deployed on an enemy it keeps them in a trapped state, they undergo some level of hallucination, illusion, so hallucination if you can say, so they undergo that hallucination and while they are there, they are unaware of what the enemy is about to do to them or what the enemy does to them, or once it is too late, most likely they are dead, then the shock of death brings them out of it and they realize, oh, hmm, no, that it was too good to be true. Um, so every man needs to break out because the only way to get away from a genjutsu is to break out of it and to break out of a genjutsu to break out of, of an hallucination one must gather one's personal strength one's personal aura one's personal spirit and focus and focus, because it's never too late to focus, and focus so he can be able to break out of said hallucination. Only then can. he didn't realize what was about to be done to him and quickly develop I'm in low spirits as I have currently or recently experienced a given level of hallucination. And it took a stab in the side for me to realize. That hey, I was trapped in someone's kinjutsu, you know. The enemy's kinjutsu. And I've been there for a while. And it's high time to win, you know. It's time to develop a countermaster plan, you know. Something to overthrow what the enemy had deployed. option now the only progress that can be made is to win and that progress and that way forward and that plan to win has to be given everything has to be given all our entire focus has to be given yeah literally our everything you know because it's only then that one can actually break out and win the battle because if you... to use the Igbo phrase, you know, if we give it half of our attention or if we put one hand to it, you know, the literal the literal explanation of it, that means to give it one hand, that means to give it half of our attention, that means to give it half of our effort will end up back in an hallucination. So be that as hallucinations are beautiful and comfortable, they are the most dangerous places to be. Hallucinations are one of the most dangerous places or it, it is one of the most dangerous effects one of the most dangerous um, uh, experiences to undergo because we will be trapped (laughs) in a supposedly good place for a long time because we are comfortable hence we will make progress I don't know if any one of us listening right now has experienced a form of hallucination, you know, feeling whereby everything is just too good, just too blissful. I implore you to break out of it. won't end well. Okay, until next time. Bye. Please do break out of your hallucinations. (laughs) So in this series we've been talking about hallucinations our own word, right here, you know, in the thoughts. funny thing about making decisions based on hallucinations is you often tend to grasp at smoke, right? And every pause. Uh, the certainty of his existence is as slim consistency of his physical attributes. Now, it's like air. You can always determine or say that air exists, but can you grasp it? Is air good? Yes. Will air benefit you? Yes. But can you get a hold of air? Oftentimes, no, except you forcefully entrap it right and once you forcefully entrap air it becomes violent it becomes a force it becomes um hmm, force literally to be reckoned with you know? and it now becomes dangerous because now it's trapped <sighs> like, uh, i think i think my analogy are- So I'm saying all this to say that oftentimes we make decisions based on hallucinations because of how good that vapor or that smoke feels, how good that idea looks at the moment or how beautifully it has been presented to us. And we jump at it and we say, you know what? damn whatever is was our reality before and let's go forth with the new reality that is a, that is a pseudo reality you know it's more of a placebo, it just gives you the it makes you feel like it's an effect so it's 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 a two-way deceit because of, because of the heftiness of the word in which it is. It's not just an hallucination. It's also an illusion in itself. So it's, um, it's not just confuses you. It also makes you feel like your confusion is valid. I don't know. Is that right? It also makes you feel like your confusion isn't confusion. You know? It's that it's... Um, I who quoted it in the Bible where they said, Oh, for you to be in the light... Have to quote the holy scriptures right for you to be in the light and think you're, you're for you to be in darkness and think you're in light you know how dark indeed is your darkness so for you to be deceived or for you to be wronged or for you to make an erroneous decision and believe that your erroneous decision is actually a right one because of the placid means to coin new words on this board specific to the effects of the hallucinations you're feeling at that moment or you're experiencing at the moment, it's truly, it's truly sad, you know, oftentimes we are grateful or oftentimes we are blessed with um, colleagues, friends, family, a support system that comes around and tells you, oh, this act or this decision you're making is going to be a disservice to yourself. This act or this decision you're making is going to be a terrible uh, indicator of your person or your worth as a being for whatever reason. And because of the nature of who and what we are as humans, we often tend to discard and we don't just discard, we discard, mm-hmm. ignore, and disregard, like, so it's, it's not just one thing to, to throw away, to, <laughs> to, um, throw away, <laughs> to isolate from our mind entirely, There's also the effect of a slight um, heft of contempt so this there's, there's the there's a the feeling of it's an insult three feeling you, know, do you understand there's a borderline what who the fuck do you think you are in the mindset of um, in our mindset in our, in, in our innermost people especially when we are making these decisions and when we are making or, or rather when we are being given um, counsel as to decisions we've made, you know. So. <sighs> so here's the thing about refusing cautionary advice from loved ones. And also receiving cautionary advice from loved ones. Oftentimes those advices are clouded by their own personal you know bias there is a selfish interest or selfish reason or selfish purpose of gain there is a selfish point of view wherein they make decisions they don't make decisions they don't give you those advices 70 percent of the time for your best interest people tend to advise you in the best way that would benefit them so it took me a while to coin that sentence while together because I was trying to you know, look for words that would further define that, but nothing was coming to mind. But that being said, people will tend to, you know, um, give you advices or give you an advice on how to best how to best be in a position to serve them better. um, That in itself is a problem because when you are battling issues of conscience and issues of, um, uh, issues of conscience, issues of the heart and issues of morality, and you You are left with the effects or the aftermaths of those decisions. You know, both the emotional, physical, spiritual, and to some given extent financial, you know, effects of those decisions. You are left to those decisions on your own. Be that the advice came from every nook and cranny both those solicited and those um, those <laughs> those that came as good natured gifts, oh you're in this predicament, oh I can't help you with this oh you're going through this, oh I know someone that actually went through it you know, in situations like this there's always someone that has an advice to give you or there's always an advice that's going to come mm. but I often used to tell I often used to tell My brother will call him this very simple line he says I tell him I say um, for every time you're being advised for every advice or for every series of um, phrases or clauses thrown at you in the guise of advice you know to help put you on a better line to help uh, Give you guidance or guidance, whatever it is. You as a person can discern which which is cow dung. You as a person can discern which is utter, utter, utter garbage, you know. And not utter garbage in the sense that um, they are not good advices, but those. Oh, but that advice at, at that moment is not for you. You know, it's like uh, giving a, a, a real giving a realtor advice on how to perform surgeries. At that moment, he doesn't. He, he, there's no way. There's no. It's, it's good advice. Yes, but he can't put it to use. So if he can't put it to use, it's utter garbage. You know. So in that light, that's... Concepts it is well, then again, greed also plays a part where the person being advised, um, oftentimes is clouded, overwhelmed, or um, yeah, is overwhelmed with greed, They're overwhelmed in greed so much that. Common sense is no longer common, you know? And the best thing to do for them is, uh, like Jacqueline would say, let them be. You know? <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't tell her, tell her, tell her, you know here, it, you do this, you know, so So, um, yeah, there's a little bit of teaching. I'm sure a lot of people probably don't realize that I speak Pidgin, oh yes, I do. Okay. So that's um, that's that on the effects of effects of yeah, well, let's say effects of or decisions. Yeah, decisions made based on hallucinations. Yeah, this effects of decisions made. We've called we call this particular segment generates effects alright whatever it is that comes to mind eventually we'll go with that but right now until next time